This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Maybe I'm crazy, but beef is dead. What's Veg- beef? Vegetarian beef? No. Well, I mean, yeah, maybe beef is actually vegetarian now. That's a better way to put it. Hey. Jokes! Hey, 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 He's hey. got him. We linking today. Maybe I'm Casey, maybe I'm Casey, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not. Welcome to the Maybe I'm Crazy Podcast. I'm Joy Taylor. That is Brandon Newman. I don't know why. I don't. You know what? You didn't do it before we started, so you had to find some place to put that in. Um, Brandon does things when it's <laughs> at the worst times. Oh, sorry. Uh, like the shirt. Yes, so, I am heavyweight champ. The, yeah, that's the only joke I'm going to say about that. What? what? I Listen, you no. Wa- you watched the documentary. You said it was great. Other than that, no, I saw the fight. And big boys coming back, okay, baby. Yeah, big, y'all lucky I have a, y'all have a shirt on it all today. Big boys are back in a big way. Yes. Uh, the joke is not about that because that kind of took a weird turn. What well, the Muhammad Ali joke? Like you tell it. So oh, I can't tell oh, okay. It's there's a, there's a there's a thing with, in the streets of Louisville, Kentucky. My mom has multiple pictures of Muhammad Ali and herself around our house, at young ages. It's in the streets that he possibly could be my illegitimate father. But in case my dad listens to this podcast, which he doesn't, you know, you know. Mom Ali could be my dad. You know what I mean? It's basically, and if not, he's my spirit animal yeah, of like right. Louisville. Like, oh, I can make it there. Yeah, yes, we yeah. all have a special connection to yes, Mom Ali. Yes, yes. Uh, that also said, rest in peace. He, yes, he passed, uh, uh, My pastor from ago. Louisville actually did the the funeral oh, for wow. Muhammad Ali. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's Reverend crazy. Cosby. Uh, and if you out. also look at the picture of mm-hmm. Muhammad Ali's, one of Muhammad Ali's sons, <sighs> he does not look like Brandon. Google so Muhammad anyway, Ali's son uh, and me. Moving on. Yeah. Uh, we have a very big show today. Woo! Very big show. Yes. So we're, we're doing something we don't normally do, but it's it's, it's big time. All right, yeah. It's NBA Finals time, so we got to make it happen. Shake it up. LeVar Ball is in the building. Mm. So we're going to talk to LeVar Ball about never everything. Lost. We've got a lot to talk about him. Undefeated, yep. never lost. And CJ McCollum will join us. So we're going to mm. talk about the NBA Finals, NBA Playoffs. There's a lot going on. Cross, uh, we can talk about cross with him. Podcast yeah, platform so we're, we're love. Doing a lot. Love yes, that. yeah. He He's has the podcast, the Pull Up Podcast, yeah. uh, with our friend Jordan Schultz, who's been mm-hmm. on the podcast before as well. Um, and there's just all kinds of other stuff going on. But let's get started with Lavar Ball. All right, we're very excited yes, to have Lavar Lavar Ball back in studio with us. Thanks for joining us again. We know you've been here all day, so mm-hmm. we appreciate you no, coming we in. No, we good. We good. We got time. We could do what we gonna do. So you hey. got the you got the big baller brand on. The big baller brand is always gonna be on. Okay, it's so tell us a little about brand. it because people had some questions people, about no, everything no, that happened. Let me tell you what happened. This is this is what the media thought. The media said, "Oh, big baller brand is over." Only time big baller brand is over when I say it's over. Mm. It don't, the media don't say, oh, it's over. I can sell two shirts around the corner and still be in business. Amen so I'm good. Mm-hmm. You know, just because somebody did something bad in, in my camp, I mean, you took money. We didn't defraud nobody, no customers or nothing mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. You just took money. It happens in every business. Mm-hmm. It happens to it no, happen no, in every business. It no, literally no. happens to everyone. Yeah. 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 Every like, business, I'm going to tell you, it happens in every business. Check this out, for example. For example. Say, for instance, if uh, I hire you at a stereo shop. Eventually, when I first hire you, you're going to work for me, but then you're going to see how the business is ran. And then you go off and do something on your own, eventually. Or you're going to start giving people stuff at a discount. Or do some side jobs. It's mm-hmm. the same thing. That same thing happened to Steve Jobs. 
just because mine one point five, that ain't a lot. People get caught for twenty million and eighty million. Right, right, all the time. And so I mean, there's Ponzi deal. schemes. There's yeah, people so in prison right how, now how for getting people that? for much more. And well, people, people was waiting on some type of failure out of you because they wanted to see you fail for whatever reason. We talk a lot about that. So people jumping on something that they don't understand. I'm glad. So I'm glad you here right, clear it up. Right. The, the negative. Nobody's doing what I'm doing. I mean, how many black men is selling stuff? Let me tell you what they do. They're gonna buy your company up. Mm-hmm. FUBU, Cross Colors, whatever, to get it out the way. Mm. And when they get it out the way, they just put it on the shelf. But some people go for their front money, which is four, five hundred million. They go, right. oh, I made it. I'm, I'll sell it to you. They'd be like, thank you. Now that one's out the way. They can't get me out the way. They want me out the way. Mm-hmm. But I'm only black man with his own brand. And, and the, the following strong. I mean, I, I when I wear my big baller brand hoodie it's, out anywhere, yes. everyone's like, hey, I see you. I see you with the hoodie. I see it's you. something new. Nike, yeah. Adidas, and all that stuff been around for a long time. These youngsters, mm-hmm. they say, oh, Triple B's. Oh, yeah. I love Lonzo. I love Mellow, Bella, Jello, everybody. But it's a, it's a family brand. It's genuine. Mm-hmm. It's going to be around until I say, you know what, I'm done with it. So big baller brand is still yes. thriving. Big baller still brand rolling. is still thriving and rolling. We're going to come back bigger and better. Okay. So Mellow. Mello just yes. graduated from high school. Yes. Um, Mello to me has always been um, the one the, of all of your sons, the one that has the biggest personality. Um, he just pops like the way he plays. He's so long. He's kind of built perfectly for today's NBA, and he also has an incredible following already, just mm-hmm. being that he just graduated from high school. So. Everyone wants to know where he's going. RJ Hampton just said that he's going to New Zealand mm-hmm. to play. Um, where is Melo going? Can you say? Melo's either going to China or Australia. Either one. I don't know yet. And, and just because, you know, when you get these guys out of high school that go to overseas, the main guy you got to look at is, is wherever Melo goes, that's going to set the trail. Hmm. On the fact that not these guys just come out of high school and get on these little things. They, they, they don't mean nothing. Melo is a different breed. What I mean by that, the following is crazy. On the fact that he's so talented, he's young. So now a, a girl that's 13 or 14 can have a crush on Melo. Ain't nobody 14, 15 talking about, oh, I like that guy. He's a player. He's 26 years old. Melo, the youngest in the game, and did something nobody ever going to do. They're never going to do the trail that he did. Whoever starts off at basketball in high school, goes overseas, goes back to high school, goes back overseas, nobody ever going to do that. And it's just like the stuff that allows him to, to move as freely as he is, the situations that he's in that I put him in, which mm-hmm. is you LaMelo Ball with your own brand. That's why they got to treat Melo differently. He ain't. Th- that's why they waiting to say, where, which way is he going? Because he's going to bring something to a team which everybody's looking for, which is – this is still entertainment. You got to put people in them seats. Yeah, 100%. So what, do you got, what are you looking for for Melo in the next step? Mello, like, what do you, what Mello, do you see Mello, from Australia or Mello, China? Melo just has to get – Melo know the game. It's very easy for him to play. Melo has to get stronger and faster, so he's just got to play one season. Okay, so and he's going to play one season. Did he want to go season. to college? Well, he he wanted to go to college for the wrong reasons. Mm. He wanted to go to college for March Madness and think he's going to up his draft. I'm telling him this. You're going to be the number one pick anyway. So it don't matter. I love to see a team get in front and say, no, I don't want a six, seven, six, eight point guard that can do it all. That's young. They got a following. They put everybody in the seats. Who don't want that? Melo, wherever he go, he got his own shoe, his own brand. They're going to follow him. That's why he got so many followers. Yeah. 
So what's going on with Jello now? Jello, like I said, just had surgery, and like, like I had to make Jello understand, which he was kind of sad that he had to have surgery. But it's better to go in a hundred percent, as opposed to be seventy percent or eighty percent. Right. So now you got to rehab from you know after you get out of surgery now you got to rehab all the way to December and then get start getting ready for that next uh not for the next draft but for the next summer league mm-hmm. and then what I had to explain to him which he was you know saying I was like son you're only 20 you got to understand that you're too hasty don't think you ain't going to the NBA you cut from the same cloth Mm-hmm. All my boys are going to the NBA. You can have people say what they want. Just like when I told them, one of the games that was going to be the hottest games for this year, when I told them Jello is better than Zion. And then people are like, whoa, you crazy. How can Jello be better than Zion? First of all, Zion, 18. He got 18-year-old strength. Jello is 20. He got 20-year-old strength, especially that ball strength. If your game is strength and I take that away from you and you can't shoot, he ain't shooting like Zion. He ain't I mean, no, Zion's not Zion's shooting, not like, shooting Jello. like Jello, and no, he don't have no post moves. He's just running over people. When he gets to the NBA, he's going to get ready to go through that lane, and those guys like to jump in the way and take them charges. Mm-hmm. And then when you got three or four fouls, you can't even play your game no more. Well, Zion, so Zion has a, a star quality, though. There have been people who've questioned kind of what jump his. And run. What, yeah, well. I mean, just in his personality, like his uh-huh. his magnetism. Loves the game. Loves the game, yeah. plays with a lot right, of everybody, happiness. Everybody loves the game that played this game. Everybody loves it. But you, you look at it like this because he went to Duke mm-hmm. and he dunking on people. Right. And that's that's what you you got to get something there. But that they, said, Zion, we know, is going to uh-huh. end up in New Orleans. Right, He's right, the number one overall pick. Uh-huh. And there are some rumors today that Anthony Davis is on the trade block. Oh, yeah. And... I mean, everyone with the Lakers pretty much has right. been in discussions mm-hmm. for that trade. Obviously, we know we went through that with the, uh, the trade deadline. If Lonzo, would you be okay with Lonzo being in New Orleans with Zion? I'm okay with Lonzo being anywhere where they're gonna let him play and do mm-hmm. his thing. Okay, they gotta play. Uh, the coach got a bit, but Lonzo ain't going nowhere. You don't think Lonzo will be traded? I, no, I, I, don't, I don't. I don't think he will. I know he won't be traded. I don't believe that he will be traded. No, either. he's not gonna be traded. Who gonna trade Lonzo? Well, I don't think it's so much about him not being a valuable piece because but that's would that would be why he was in the trade. Piece. I think they need Lonzo for <laughs> to if, win, especially if they get Anthony Davis. They can get who's a gonna bum. facilitate LeBron and Anthony Davis? Exactly. Who's gonna play the point? But it's not even about playing the point. It's probably having chemistry. Somebody asked me, they said, well, you know, Lonzo has to be, he's not going to be the primary ball handler. I was like, man, you must ain't seen my son play. He ain't no ball handler. He get rid of that ball so fast, do your job. Right. Run the lane, give him the ball, he'll make this decision. Yeah, I, I said Lonzo's not going anywhere because they just hired the, they made Jason Kidd the highest paid assistant coach in the NBA to better be around Lonzo and bring him along. What do you think about Jason Kidd uh, I, I think with it's, the Lakers? It's, it's, it's all... It's all media, because my son can play the game. I mean, mm. the game ain't that hard. It's just pick and roll. Game of mismatches and a game of runs. That's all this game is. But people have to make it seem a lot more difficult than what it is. If you believe in my son, he's going to win for you. Luke Walton didn't believe in him like that, and I seen that. Mm-hmm. And then when I voiced my opinion, folks, oh, you just mad at him. No, I'm looking at it. I'm not just talking just to be talking. I'm looking at it from a distance to see what's going on. The first thing that dude Frank said, what did he say? I like Lonzo Ball. Mm-hmm. He could have easily, he'd been a veteran coach. He could have easily said, I'm glad we have Rondo to mentor Lonzo. This is the thing. Everybody wants to mentor my son. Why? 
because he's the hottest thing out there and it sounds good when you attach yourself. There's a lot of people that need to be mentored, but he don't need to be mentored. He needs some guys who are going to run that lane and score that ball if you want to play. If you want to do his best for my son, get his other two brothers. Okay, so you you say a lot of things that people kind of scoff at at first and then you well, turn out the to be really right. right. The people at the bottom love what I say. So... Fair. Well, that's true. Facts. Well, you had a lot <laughs> to say about facts. Luke Wallen, as you mentioned, which people had a lot of happened? pushback. Yes. Uh, as we like to say around here, LeVar, undefeated, never lost. Never lost. Uh, you, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to speak lost. anything into existence about our lives, we're available, you know, right. you know, uh, billions, whatever you want to say, because uh, it happens. So Luke Wallen turned out to not be the answer for uh-huh. the Lakers. Now, uh-huh. I don't feel like it's all Luke's fault. There's plenty of blame to go right, around. Right, right, right. And I also really believe that um, despite Luke probably not being the right person for this job, the injuries that happened were the biggest downfall for the Lakers this year, which was out of everyone's control. Right, right, I mean, right. they were rolling Lonzo, LeBron, I mean, clicking and if chemistry. If you got a raggedy ass trainer, you're going to get hurt. Okay. Okay. So and you can't say that trainer wasn't raggedy because everybody was hurt from Julius Randle to Brandon Ingram. How about you fix those guys before you try to fix my son? And the fact that you're not training the right way, you're going to get hurt. He wasn't hurt when I gave him to him. So what do you think that they were doing training-wise that was I incorrect? already know they were training with rubber bands. That's for you. I'm train rubber my son. Rubber bands are rubber you, bands. You, you, yes. <laughs> you, you, you can do that, but you, to make some killers in sports, you know, rubber bands and no bouncing balls and that little stuff they're doing, that stuff ain't going to do nothing. You said they got a new trainer, though, with the Lakers, right? Uh, I don't know if they got a new trainer. My son got a new trainer over oh, there that okay. he's working Lonzo's with. So got Lonzo's trainer, got a new right? trainer okay. or whatever. So I get, they, they're going to get a new trainer because too many people was hurt over there. So Luke was not the right guy. You also had a lot to say. Well, first of all, with Luke, besides him obviously not – in your opinion, being a believer in Lonzo, uh-huh. what was the what was the other underlying issue with Luke there? He a good guy. No, we're not talking about anything uh, personally. Okay, I'm, I'm saying he a good guy, but he don't know the game like that. Mm. He wasn't battle tested. Just because you stood up for a team that was on autopilot, mm-hmm. and then you got fooled by the Lakers saying, "Oh, he's a great coach." Well, who is he coach? If he would have coached a high school team or a AAU team, I'd have been like to a championship. He might have a little something. I've never seen him do nothing. Just because you come out of Arizona and your dad is Bill Walton, that don't make you the best coach in the world. And you've been under Pop and you played with Kobe and you played with Shaq. That don't mean nothing. Yeah. Well, he's got a good team in, in yeah, Sacramento. We can well, see we'll what have he, an, we'll what an opportunity does. now yeah. to see what it is well, he no, can do because yeah. he's in Sac and he has some talent. Yes. And they seem to be behind him. So. And Darren Fox is going to call Alonzo and say, Dang, man, what the hell happened? I'm not, yeah, okay. You so, gonna see. You gonna see. The other thing that you talked about, which people were very upset about. Hey, 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 be sure to talk to Fox's dad, too. So when he get crazy over there in Sacramento, because yeah. it, it's gonna happen. You think I'm playing? Well, if you say it, then it probably look will. Up, yeah. Look at those matchups. Um, yeah. Magic yes. left very abruptly. Now, I'm on Mad. I. I have no problem with what Magic did. I'm on Magic's side. Uh-huh. I feel like if, I mean, someone with the success level that Magic has is not a lazy person. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that he went into the situation misleading anyone about mm-hmm. the other things that he has going on. Um, so the whole not being in the in the office and like, that's not an office job, mm-hmm. uh, in my opinion. Like, it's probably good he's not in the office. He needs to be out and about making moves. I don't imagine Pat Riley sitting in an office pecking away on a computer all day mm-hmm. long. But... He left because he felt like he was being mistreated by Rob Palinka and there was all kinds of other underlying issues. But you said, I believe, I don't want to misquote you, that he just didn't really have the authority that everyone thought he did. Right. So when he made his announcement that he was leaving, obviously you weren't surprised. But did you have a problem with the way that Magic did it or do you think that that's no, going to affect I, you them? Know, whatever anybody does in life, I never have a problem with it. 
because mm. it's what they feel they, that's the way to do it. What was and, Lonzo's reaction and, to that? What was Lonzo's reaction to? To Magic just, Magic's just leaving? Man, nothing. Lonzo's like, hey, whoever's in front, I'm going to just be on the court. So it's not like Lonzo going to be like, oh, my dad, dad, Magic left. Mm-hmm. He's not sensitive like that. He don't care if you put uh, Rudy Poot in front of him. He just want to, <laughs> if you're going to play him, let him do his thing. Right. That's, that's a, he don't get into that. Yeah, so no, he's not he, going to get emotional on that and be like, well, Magic was, uh, that's my guy. You know, who cares? He's not worried about it like that. He just, my son just want to play. And that's why I told him, whatever's going around right now with whatever, with the big ball of brand, with the Lakers, whatever, the main thing for you is just get healthy so you can play. Right. Well, yeah, it always and, comes and, down and, to and, ball. And that's what it comes down to, but that's what he has to understand. Quit worrying about trades, what's going to happen here or there. Who cares? Be ready for September for training camp. That's the only thing he got on his mind. Well, the Lakers have been pretty dysfunctional right. uh, just with everything all together. Right. And he is there. So uh-huh. do you have any concern about them, no. how the way they're running and moving forward? I don't know. You, well, see, the, the new coaches in, in place. That The only thing that was that was downfall for me was, like, you can get all the guys in the world to come play with you. But if the head guy ain't into you like that, mm-hmm. Luke Walton, that was my only one. The people at the top, Magic Palenka, they're not on the court playing and doing that stuff. The only thing I got mad at, 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 at Magic and Palenka was we in the back room. And you say keep family together. So keep family together means to me, you got last pick. You better get jello. How about you do what's best for Lonzo? You looking for all these players to build around LeBron. Do what's best for my son. And what's best for him is to have his brother, who he got chemistry with and can play the game, to play with him. That's going to ease him. The opportunity. But you can see it. The proof is in the pudding. He can throw that ball backwards. Jello can catch like no other. And he can shoot that three. He you think he's going to be missing if he, if Lonzo throw him the ball? He's going to be like, you think Lonzo's going to be missing free throws? No. When you're going to work every day with your brother, come on, man. You're so relaxed. And I told Lonzo, I said, you know why you make every shot when you come to L.A. Fitness and play around? Because you're so relaxed with your brothers. You need to be in that same relaxed mode. But when a team tells you, we don't need you to score, but make all your three-pointers and all your free throws. Mm-hmm. Well, you t- why do you even tell me I don't need to score? Yeah, you, I mean, you can't told take him, a player and then change yes, their game. Yes, you should have told him. But Lonzo always been a scorer and a player to win. But don't start trying to tell him. You try to turn him into a a 3 and D guy. You put yeah. him in the corner and then play hella defense, Lonzo. Now, we've seen what Lonzo and LeBron can do when they're on the court together running why the ball, Why you just period. don't leave them together until right. they win every game? So, But next year... You've coached. You see the free agencies out there. What's the starting five for the Lakers that could lead them to a championship next the, the, year? The starting five for the Lakers? Yeah. Shoot. Let me tell you this. I can tell you a team right now for the Lakers if they're ready to roll. If you put in Lonzo at the one, mm-hmm. you could put Ingram at the two. That boy uh, uh, LeBron could play the three. Kuzma could run the four. And you put the big boy JaVale McGee. You got a running team that's fast as hell. So it's already and, there. And, and the team is there, and they're looking for other pieces. You just got to give Lonzo the ball mm-hmm. and tell everybody, if you don't sprint, if you don't get a rebound to that end, I will bring somebody who will come in and sprint every single time because Lonzo won't find you. But you can't find guys when you're taking the ball out and Ingram got his hand like this and Kuzma got his hand like this and LeBron is walking down slow. The game is speed. If you're going to play faster than everybody else, you're going to win. Well, it was, I mean, it was, watching the Lakers last year, it felt almost impossible. I mean, one of the biggest critiques of Luke Wallen was these insane lineup changes. That right. just, That's what I'm saying. We've seen that lineup. You guys can see that on the side and, yeah. you, and you fans, you know, you're yeah. like, man, somebody, man. It was wild. 
every night when the game start, you had to watch the start of the game to see who's starting. Like, wait a minute, what? What is this lineup? <laughs> Dude, some of that stuff. It, it, my thing has always been that if I'm in a war, I'm going with my best team in the fourth quarter. Mm. And guess what? I ain't subbing until one of y'all hurt or something. Yeah. That's why I'm saying go yeah. get this win, go get this win for me and do what you guys do. But I ain't gonna let it do. It's like Lance Stevenson had some good games, and in some games you're like, you're not even in the game. You know. He didn't know no rotation. It's like, man, you ain't going to give him no play. Yeah. There was a lack and, of consistency and, with that. And, 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 so and everybody nobody really bench. knew their role either. Right. Nobody. Yes. Biggest problem. Nobody. Yeah. And guys, like even Beasley would get off sometimes. You're like, okay, the next game you ain't going to play. Rondo. Yeah. Lonzo doing good while Rondo's out. And then Rondo come back. He said, put Rondo back in there. Why? So what they kind of lacked an identity last year, which is oh, kind of what we're all saying here. Overall. So what would you like to see uh, the Lakers' identity be? I mean, the Spurs is like the, a system, right? You know, the, the Warriors they're they're just the their Lakers, championships. The are Lakers got to be speed. They got to be fast, long, and running. Can that's, you do that with LeBron? You could do that with LeBron if you if you put him in the right mode. You got to win five, six games in a row and give Lonzo the ball. So now. On certain occasions, LeBron will get that long rebound if everybody running. Right. He gonna let us throw the ball forward. He don't care about running. He like get it to him, boom, boom, boom. He gonna get a couple of dunks. But if you're having a good time of winning, that's what he got to get back to. He got to believe in something. Like I was telling him, they trying to go out and get these big free agents. What you have to do is make these youngsters understand that you believe in them, yeah. and they'll go to another level. Yeah, they haven't had that yet. They, they haven't had that because mm. they, they don't entrust in them. And that's why, you know, the media's blowing up like, oh, they're giving it rid of everybody. But them guys is good. The the middle person who handles everything that can make everything roll good is Zoe. On the fact that Zoe is cool with the youngsters mm-hmm. and Zoe is cool with LeBron. Mm-hmm. Right. But why is he cool with LeBron? Because LeBron's been his favorite player. You get my other two sons, they go crazy for LeBron. Because <laughs> they love LeBron, too, the same way. Right. And I, that's what I'm saying. Put my boys, LeBron, in another rebounder, you can't beat them. Because we're going to play so fast with my three boys, we're going to average 40 points a quarter. Every game we play, you're going to have to beat us 160 to something. Well, I'm excited to see Lonzo spend yes. next year, period. But just, just next year, period. That's why yeah. like I was telling him, man, forget all the other stuff that's going on. Just work on getting better and stronger. Well, I want so to switch to family. Yeah. You're a grandfather now. I've been for a little bit minute. Right. How has being a father changed Lonzo, if at all? Uh, I don't I don't think it's really changed Lonzo. He's always been the same. Speaking of, how is Tina? Tina getting better and better each time. And I appreciate you asking that on the fact that like I tell people, I got so much stuff going on for him to take the time out of you guys' time to say, man, how's Tina? It starts off good. When she first said, just a lot of people that used to, oh, how's Tina? Let me come see Tina. You know, it's an act. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? For months now, years. But see, for people to be like talking all this and be like, hold up, how's Tina? It's been a couple of years now. And to keep asking about right. my wife, I feel good about that because I'm like, people don't have to say nothing about that. They can just do their job and leave it at that. But to be... You know, question about how my wife is doing is is genuine. Yeah, the boys still loving up on her. I saw the fan, the Mother's Day post. Man, you know, man, you <laughs> know them dudes is yeah. great, man. Tina, I told Tina, I said you're supposed to have a stroke, but how come the attitude shit didn't leave? <laughs> you still got that. I, I'm like, that's supposed to leave I with mean, the stroke. I mean, you still gotta keep you guys man, all in check, you know. Girl, man, Tina, wow. She's still the mama. <laughs> she's the mama, man. Oh, oh, she's, man. She's something else. Well, we're glad she's doing good. Yes. Uh, before we let you go, really quickly, uh, we are in the finals now. Yes. Um, I really like Toronto. I, I like Toronto all year, um, but Golden State's got a lot of injuries. Kawhi is playing out of his mind. What do you think happens for the rest of the series? Oh, I already told him that Toronto was going to win. Me too. I already told him Toronto's going to win on the fact that the, the, usually when you when you you're at the top, 
The only thing that can bring you down if you're not healthy. The yeah. dudes are not healthy. When when the Bulls finally won, when they beat the Lakers, that's because somebody's leg was hurt, I think a hamstring, and a couple of other players was hurt too trying to play. And that's that's why I was like, the Bulls going to get them. They, I'm not a Warriors fan. I want uh-huh. them to, I want them to break that up. The dynasty is real though. And they actually do have strength in numbers. Like, mm-hmm. they've been rolling out Whoever, no matter who's hurt, somebody's been going out there and producing. They don't give bad minutes. It's a long okay. series. But, but here's the thing: long series, not seven games. Ain't that long? When when something is leaking, you you can put enough <laughs> to that <laughs> coming down. You say, "Oh, I played that, I played that, man. Yeah, it's yeah, coming yeah. down, and it is what it is." No, and that's no, normally take. that's normally how it turns out when it's a changing of mm-hmm. that. And I think the other team is way too big on the fact that they can reach for the ball. What I mean by that, you can have Gasol out there mm-hmm. with that dude Sockham and. Uh, the other defensive guy to come off the bench. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Serge. Serge. Them yeah. guys, all, most of the guys on that team, on the Toronto team, they started off to make their name playing defense. Yeah. Right. Van Fleet, he was like, but he could chase you around. Mm-hmm. And he could shoot. Kawhi Leonard started on defense. Sabaka started on defense. Gasol mm-hmm. started on defense. All these guys started on defense. Now, you know who's going to start shooting good is – in one of these big games, Danny Green is going to go off on oh, the yeah, fact yeah. that he shot so raggedy, his percentage is yeah. going to catch up with it. He missed all these shots, and then I'm telling you, he's going to have a game where you're like, man, this dude ain't missing. Hmm. And it's just enough. And the dude fan fleet the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't shoot to save his life. Now he had that no, baby. No, you're right about that. Now no, he's like, I yeah. ain't thinking about playing. I'm on my baby here, and it's mine. Oh, shoot, let these go. <laughs> Sure, he ain't missing a three. Yeah. Oh my God, the Raptors went too. Well, yes. thanks again for coming no, on. No, thank with you us guys. Good seeing doing. you guys again, yeah, man. I appreciate sure. y'all, man. Glad you're doing good. Glad yeah. uh, Big Baller Brand is doing okay. good. Tina, the family, yes. uh, we appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. All righty. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It's time for high key, low key. High key, low key. Very smooth. That was the smoothest we've ever done. Yes. Let's leave there. Definitely. Mm -hmm. All right. So, high key, boxing is great again. Yes. And low key, it's thanks to Snickers. you going to give Snickers the credit? I am going to give Snickers the credit. I I didn't come up with the idea to give Snickers credit. Andy Ruiz Jr. gave Snickers credit. Shout out. So, if you didn't see what was uh, just an incredible fight, on Saturday, uh, Andy Ruiz Jr. knocked out Anthony Joshua in the seventh round. And by knocked out, we mean, I, I don't know, Anthony Joshua, Joshua decided he would like to be punched a lot by Cinderblocks. I think he thought, this guy just got on my card. I looked at a picture of him. I don't need to train much more. Okay, maybe. Or you should never underestimate your opponent, Fair. and yes. especially in a fight, yes, in 100%. a boxing ring. He's still mm-hmm. a professional fighter. And look, everyone's like comparing him to Butterbean and kind of like taking shots at favorites. him being a you know a big boy. And he's, he's, he, he's a big boy. But they say he's out of shape. And I... No. Uh, no. No. Here's what I'll say about that. No. No. Mm, no. That, is, that is his shape. Yes. That, that is, is literally yes. his shape. And yes. everyone has a different shape. He's got fat on the outside of his shape. Don't mean he's not in shape under the fat. He, that is his shape. Yeah. Some of us are shaped like SpongeBob. It happens. Okay. Some of us are shaped like uh, Andy Ruiz Jr. Yes. That happens also. Mm-hmm. God made all of us in his image. So yes. He had six packs and a gut. Yes. Mm-hmm. All in every different little place. Yes. So he 
came on Inside PB- PBC Boxing, which is here on FS1, and he talked about how he loves Snickers and his dad would give him Snickers all the time, and that's probably why he's a big boy. And then Snickers <laughs> tweeted him back some love. Yes. Um, look, the fight was the fight was just it obviously shocked everyone because mm-hmm. you know we are we look at things and we assess and make our judgments and and Anthony Joshua should have won that fight. He was heavily favored and it was his fight and Andy Ruiz Jr. just got on the card very late. He should have won the fight. When you get in a fight with a big boy like that, you don't run into his punches. Like you run around him. You get in, get your jabs, get out. I don't know. I'm not a boxing expert, but it seems like that was probably the move. For the mental game of boxing, he wanted I think Anthony Joshua wanted to send a message the way Deontay Wilder has, knocking people out. So Anthony Joshua was trying to get out there and throw some haymakers. Mm, wrong one. We was the wrong one. Yeah. But they are gonna have a rematch. He's already I know, yeah. um you know, he had that clause in his contract. So they are gonna have a rematch. And I'm I think Anthony Joshua should be glad that this wasn't Deontay Wilder, because that would have gone much worse. High key, the Lakers are trying. And low-key, uh, AD is not going to fix it. So Shams had a report mm-hmm. today that the Pelicans are listening to trade offers for Anthony Davis. Good. Um, David Griffin began baseline negotiations after they met last week over uh, what I'm imagining is waffles. Yeah. Not a huge waffle person. Then Way... why'd, you put them, why'd you put waffles on their plate? Uh, because, I don't know. Because a lot of people do. Yeah, I just wanted to mention that I don't like waffles. Um, I, I'm way, way more into pancakes. I mean, pancakes, pancakes are just the better option. There's it's just not so the many same. more. I, they're, they're just better. Like, why would you have a waffle when you could have a, a plethora of delicious flavors of pancakes? Do you put syrup on your pancakes? Of course. Where does it go? Do you just lick the plate? Like do where does like, where does where the Did syrup you doesn't ask stay? Me if I'm a serial killer, the of syrup. I'm saying the syrup, syrup doesn't stay on the pancake, on pancake the way the syrup stays in the levees that are the created waffles. for the waffle. Waffles waffles are much better scientifically designed to hold syrup and travel, which is why you contain. always get a tremendous amount of syrup with your pancakes so that you can smother them in syrup. Or you could do a genius move, which is keep the syrup in a separate container and do the dippage. And then you no never have to worry one. about it. There's not a there's not a container. Cut you a nice little bite. What do you what 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 size of the pancake are you dipping? Joy, this is not a conversation. I right. mean, I, I don't do that. I just use a tremendous amount of pancakes, and then it gets a nice little soggy texture. It's delicious. Anyway, pancakes. they had waffles, yeah. and <laughs> then they decide they're going to trade Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. So uh, David Griffin said he was hopeful that Anthony Davis was going to stay. Nobody believed that. And the Lakers do have the fourth overall pick in this draft, which no one really knows anything for on. Right. Um, it's pretty much John Morant, Zion Williamson, mm-hmm. and R.J. Barrett. So everyone else is kind of like, they really don't know what they're going to turn out to be. Now, there are going to be other good players in the draft, obviously, but that's going to depend on who scouts the best. Right. So if you feel like you are looking for potential, which I feel like the Pelicans are, they are going to be building around Zion, who's going to be a rookie. So what does it hurt to have another rookie if you feel like you can make the right pick? That said... The owner of the Pelicans has been out there in the rumors saying that there's no way that she is going to uh, do any kind of trade with the Lakers. Or the West. Hopefully that's not the case. Um, I think that you fired your GM, Dell Demps, for a reason. Mm-hmm. And now you have a professional who is seasoned and knows what he's doing in there, David Griffin. Yeah. He's very well respected, so mm-hmm. let him do his job and let those stupid emotions that ruined what was probably a great trade since the Lakers had everyone on the table for you for Anthony Davis. Yeah. Uh, let that... Let all that go. Just forget that happens. Okay, you fired you fired your GM. You have a new guy. It's a whole new world. You've got Zion Williamson. Do the right thing. I do think that trading with the Lakers is the best bet for the Pelicans right now. But even if they do get Anthony Davis 
and they keep Lonzo. I don't know who they would send there. Maybe Kuzma, which I don't really love Mm -mm. sending Kuzma there. I don't know if you would need to send too much more if you did send the fourth overall pick for Anthony Davis. But I feel like they're going to want to feel like they really won that trade if they trade with the Lakers. Yeah. I think I think it's going to be some type of combination trade with the Lakers and the Pelicans with the Celtics getting AD to the Celtics, Kyrie to the Lakers and that fourth pick going to New Orleans. Well, Kyrie is a free agent so he doesn't need to be traded. And uh I don't think that AD is going to want to go to Boston without Kyrie there because Why not? He wants to he wants to start somewhere. He, he's already he, said he doesn't want to play in Boston. Or his father said that. And then he came back and said all the teams yeah, are on the, on the table. Yeah, you don't say that even if you don't want to go there publicly because you need leverage. Okay. But I, I don't think he's going to end up in Boston. I think I think he's going to end up with the Lakers. No. But not. I don't know, Probably even not. if he does come here, what that fixes because you still need shooters. So, I don't know. As the Lakers turn, as we say. Yes. Because it's, there's, it's every day something different. Finally... High key, women run the world, mm-hmm. uh, and low key, uh, the whole world gonna learn that really it's the U.S. women's team that runs the world. Mm-hmm. So, World Cup starts this Friday. Hey. It is uh, the first game kicks off France versus Korea Republic, 3 p.m. Eastern on FS1. That comes uh, directly after the herd, which hey. is uh, you know weekdays noon to yeah, three. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you might find me on there. Just keep the TV on. Uh, yes, just keep it rolling all mm-hmm. day on FS1. I'm very excited for the women's World Cup. Hell we yeah. are the number one ranked team in the world. France, I believe, is ranked number two. Yes. Um, We have recent wins over everyone, and we are in Group F along with Sweden, Thailand, and Chile. Uh, And the first game is next Tuesday, U.S. women's team. Tuesday, next Tuesday, the 11th at 3 p.m. Eastern, and they do play Thailand. I'm very excited for the Women's World Cup. I love the World Cup. It's, It's one of the most the World Cup is one of the most exciting things that you can watch in a bar. Like everything Amen. is not fun to watch in a bar. Amen. Yeah. If you're trying to watch a, a playoff football game, not fun to watch in a bar. I yeah. don't enjoy watching or or playoff basketball. That I would say that I would say the finals. Playoff basketball is fine. Yes. I don't want to watch any finals game in a bar True and that. I don't want to or, or out mm-hmm. and I don't want to watch any playoff football game out. Now that being it's kind of my business, so I need to really pay attention. That's right. part of it. But I also just find I don't enjoy watching those kind of games with people who are not fans of the team that I'm a fan of. It's just very distracting. Fair. Yes. World Cup, however, is one of those rare experiences, and it, it kind of makes me jealous of like that I'm not a an international soccer fan. Mm-hmm. Everyone being in the bar together, rooting for the same exact person, Ooh. and I understand like when you watch local bars and like you're at a yeah. Pitt Steelers bar and everyone's watching a Steelers game, you have that experience. Mm-hmm. But it's a whole different level on a World Cup. Oh, the, the most proud to be an American I've ever been was at an Applebee's in New York City watching the Women's World Cup four years ago. It was just like they're. The women's world, they're just so, well, it pulls all, you in because they're because American America loves dominance. America loves to right. be the greatest. And this is a team that we, listen, we just got better players. And we're we going to be out there. Yep. And, if, and if y'all win, mm-hmm. it's going to be an upset. And we're going to be pissed. But guess what? No. We have faith in the people. They're not, it's not going to happen. We're going to win another World Cup. Yeah. Um, that's happening. I'm very excited about it. I agree with you. It's It, it, it makes you, it does make you proud. Like you, you, yeah. you feel like everybody's on the same page. Mm-hmm. We don't have nothing different between us right now. Right. All we're focusing on is these women winning and letting the whole world know that we're the best. Yes. The men's team could learn a few things, mm-hmm. uh, like qualifying. Yeah. Uh, that said, we're very excited, and make sure that you watch the World Cup on Fox and FS1, um, and the Women's World Cup starts this Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern on FS1. Loser Power Rankings. Loser Power Rankings. These are the losers. Loser of the week. 
Okay, so people who believe in beef still are losers. Not the kind you eat, because I love beef, but uh, the, the beef beef. Real beef. Okay, yeah. What's beef? I was supposed to look it up, but it's right. when someone did something else, and then you were supposed to do something. Right. Yeah. So basically, mm -hmm. everyone believed, uh, they always do this, that Draymond is beefing with someone and he's not. So yeah. remember, remember. Let's let's take a, a trip back in time, right? Let's hot tub time machine, machine it Love back it. to when Draymond got suspended for Game Five of the Finals. Why did that happen? Oh, it happened because Draymond was doing that thing that Draymond does, or he was doing. He doesn't really do it anymore, but he used to just kick people in the in the balls. Yes, and then hands went there too sometimes. Yeah, it was just whatever Kinda. whatever could properly trigger whatever it happens with men when they get hit there, which I still right. don't understand, and I don't even really believe it hurts, but. I, I, different conversation. Anyway, the point different is, uh, it's not that I don't believe it hurts. It's just like, uh, is that the biggest deal on earth? Like, really, we give birth to children. I understand that. We well, have periods once a month you could never live through. You okay. would not survive. I, I, I'm i not questioning like, that. Like, imagine it. Imagine that pain, okay, but every day for five days straight. And then you got to go to work. I understand, but if evolution made it so that, like, like you guys when boys turn 13. Like, the death of me and if, we have to walk around like life and function and do things like that like with that pain but just all day with nothing to relieve it anyway okay. the point is uh how we got on period talk i don't know uh the point is people New think segment? people think that draymond draymond kicks people right he yes. called lebron allegedly he definitely, alleged? There's, he definitely did that he definitely did that his foot on is definitely purpose, in the groin allegedly but he definitely. All right, Heller. He, what he didn't allegedly do though was call LeBron. Okay, he allegedly bitch. called LeBron a bitch, aka nah, he called LeBron a bitch, and then he got suspended because LeBron yeah. did not appreciate that. We all know that that's why. Shouts to Kiki Vandeweghe in the league office for okay. that extra technical point <laughs> after the fact that wasn't counted during the game. Sorry, Joy. Continue. So, the point is, they were on the shop together. There is no beef with Draymond. I know that Draymond is the tough guy, but he's the tough guy of the Warriors. Okay, right. so that's yes. what it is. He's yes. not actually beefing with anyone. And mm -hmm. also, this is basketball. So everyone thinks that Drake and Draymond were about to really actually roll around on the floor yeah. in some sort of brawl no. in Canada. It's yeah. not happening, okay? <laughs> it, it, it's, it, they had an exchange. Yeah. Have you ever played basketball in your life? You talk shit. That's part of the deal. Yes. And then off the court, everyone's cool. Yeah. As, he, long, he was, as long as you don't, as you, long as you don't cross that line with that one thing you could say yes. that you can't come back from, which we all know. Well, there's a couple non come back fromers. Yeah, there's a few, but there's one like really, really you can't come from. Back oh, from. Like don't talk. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like don't don't talk about family or wives. Okay, right. we know that. That's like you don't have to explain that. Yeah, but yeah, the yeah. thing you say, you can't say that. Yeah. Ban. I believe. I believe Durant. I believe Draymond called Durant a ban. Uh, when that whole scuff was going on. But let's Did move he? forward. Anyway, I, the point just, is, there's no beef so. with Draymond, okay? Draymond and Drake went to dinner after this exchange. Drake, Draymond talked about it after the exchange and said Drake has a right to do that because that's what it is. Nobody's putting hands on anybody. Nobody's calling anybody a racist term like we saw earlier in the year mm -hmm. with Russell Westbrook. Yeah, It's just fans. These are our people. We're crazy. We put jerseys on of other people. We put clothing on that other people wear to work. And then go and cheer them on to do their job. <laughs> yeah, like the concept of professional sports in its in itself is kind of insane. Drake has Curry and Durant tattoos, tattoos, permanent, <laughs> permanent on his arm. Yes, okay, crazy. So it's fine. There's no beef. Yeah, it doesn't exist. Stop getting all excited about yeah. it and stop getting irritated at Drake. Grown men wear full outfits. Okay, shoes, <laughs> socks, 
armbands, shorts, jerseys, Ooh. even breakaway pants, okay, headbands to a arena dressed up as a person who's literally wearing that for their job, yeah, okay? That's this is this is the this is our world. This is crazy, our these are our people. Yeah, yeah. Relax. Drake is just enjoying the There's game. There's different rules. Okay? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Next on losers is injuries. So <laughs> The entire Golden State team basically is injured. And let's yeah. not forget, Steph hurt his hand earlier in the... Yes. In the Steph loves getting hurt in the playoffs. In the, he does. Mm-hmm. That's his thing. Uh, earlier in the playoffs, he hurt his hand. So literally yeah. everyone is injured. Clay mm-hmm. decided he wanted to extra flop and... He got bumped just, though. He got bumped. No, he did not. He got bumped. He he didn't. He got he, bumped. He, he got bumped he ex- into a into a fake split. He exaggerated slightly, but First he's of all, not. Everyone a flopper. knows if you're going to do a fake split, it's one bent. Yes. It's this. If you're going to James Harden it, you got to James Harden it. There you go. This is not a fake split. This is a fake split. Is everybody following? No that? one bumped you. This is See a that? Split. That's George. Yours was. That's the way. But if you're gonna jump a fake split, it's this. Yes. Ariana can do a real split. There you go. Right? Yours was much more graceful <laughs> than Clay's. I'll give you that. But he got bumped. I was, I, Everyone's I hurt. It. Kevon Looney is out. Um, I don't think KD is pat- coming back for the rest of the series. You don't think you'll see him at all? No. And I, I didn't from the moment that he got injured. No. He's, he's not coming back. It just, it's fun to keep talking about. Like, ooh, he's got, when's yeah. KD going to come he's back? He's got great tunnel high fives. He'll be there for that. Yeah. He's actually gotten better at being hurt. Knee. He's actually taking being hurt better because he's just done it so much recently. Not recently, but like in the past, like he handles it. He carries himself well as a hurt player. He's well, not like there's in nothing the tank. he can do. Like it's not. I don't. He's not coming back. But the point is, is this is very interesting because I still think that Toronto is going to win the series. And as Lavar said, this is usually what dismantles these dynasties. Right. Is Injuries. Change and, it's not and, age. Oh, injury, yeah. It's not. It's not age. No. But it's just. It's just unfortunate. Like it's a long, long season, and the injury bugs got him. But mm-hmm. strength in numbers, right? Warriors and six. Okay. All right. Well, next on the loser power ranking, and this is kind of sad because running backs were great again, and now it's kind of the world is a flat circle. Yeah. Our time is a flat circle, not the world. Time, time well, is a flat circle. Yeah, a lot of flat circles out there. So maybe there was flat. I don't know. I, it's not. No, no. Um, <laughs> the point is, I don't know. Duke Johnson has asked for a trade, uh, which is uh, that's fine. I'm I'm totally fine with him asking for a trade. I, I think it's kind of weird timing, but yes. he's likely going to be third on the depth chart once Kareem Hunt comes back. Mm-hmm. They've got Nick Chubb and Todd Gurley. His role is decreasing tremendously. Right. They drafted a, a running back in the third round, and now they're saying that he. It's basically going to be running back by committee, which I also don't have a problem with because you shouldn't be beholden to how much you pay someone. Like, we know Todd Gurley has an incredibly big contract. Like, he earned that contract, but now it's not looking like he is the bell cow, and maybe he shouldn't be. Like, maybe he's more valuable as just the third down back or with decreased carries. Like, whatever makes you successful is what makes that contract valuable. Mm -hmm. But in general, the whole thing with running backs is is looking bleak. Like Le'Veon Bell has an incredible amount of pressure on him this year. Like we're not really talking about it yet, but if that doesn't work out in New York, that's bad for a lot of people because he left a lot of money on the table with the idea that he was going to be that guy that's Mm -hmm. like the running back that's going to get that money and change the game which I hope for because I like for players to make more money Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, not a a good week for for running backs no if if Tiger really had an opportunity to prove how much he was worth in the Super Bowl last year and during the entire run so this is 
the type of talk that comes after you don't perform on the field. So. And I'm not I'm not saying that running backs aren't incredibly valuable. I, Todd Gurley's absence showed that in the Super Bowl. I yeah. think that they were a completely different team with him. It would be a different outcome right now. Right. I don't think that the Patriots would have won. But that's part of the position is that you get a lot of wear and tear on your body All and your careers long. are not very very long because mm-hmm. of that. So it's, it's going to be interesting how things move forward with that. Yeah. All right, what's in the Migos Culture Report this week? Beyonce's husband Jay-Z was named hip-hop's first billionaire by Forbes. As he said in Diamonds Are Forever, I'm a businessman, not a business man. man. Watch me handle my business. Damn. Anyways, uh, here's a breakdown on how Hova made all of his O's. $310 million for Ace of Spades champagne. That's a real name for it, but Ace of Spades, you know, the yeah. golden bottles. Mm-hmm. $200 million for cash and investments. He has like $70 million in stock in Uber. $100 million in Duce, the cognac. $100 million for Tidal, the music streaming service that we only download once a year. Uh, $75 million in Rock Nation. $75 million from his music catalog. $75 or $70 million from his art collection. And $50 million from his real estate investments. So uh, everyone thought that Dr. Dre was the first hip-hop billionaire. Yeah, but that too. with that deal that happened, it only made him $800 million, which mm. is not a billion. But it's it's good not. Yes. If you watch Silicon Valley, that is a that is a theme of one of the, yes. the episodes. Uh, three commas? Uh, yeah. Yeah, three comma club. Uh, congratulations to Jay-Z. Yes. We love that. That song goes hard. Such yes. a banger. Forgot about it for a second. Right? Yeah. He got bars. From drug dealing to a billionaire, baby. That said, also art, very, very good thing to invest in. You got to have the money to get that. Yeah, you do have to have a a bit of funds to buy the expensive art. To have a collection. But it always appreciates in value. How is his art collection worth the same as all his music? Because art appreciates in value. There you go. There you go. We teaching people out here. All right, what else? Uh, Ava DuVernay's limited series for Netflix, When They See Us, is a tragic retelling of one of the most publicized rape cases in the history of New York City. Antron McRae, Kevin Richardson, Yusuf Salam, Raymond Santana, and Corey Wise were named the Central Park Five after giving a coarse confession to the NYPD about a crime they did not commit. As sad as it is, I I recommend everyone go see the show, but I can understand those who said they're too hurt to relive it. Uh, via television. Yeah, and, uh, I am in that second category. I really yeah. want to watch it, but I also know how it's going to make me feel. It's, I'm going to watch it still, but I just have to get into the mindset yeah. of of wanting like to feel that because yeah. I know how dramatic it's going to be. And because the reviews are so good, I know how much more intense those feelings mm-hmm. are going to be. Um, I'm glad the story's being told. Yeah, I was young. I didn't know anything about it, so I was kind of... And I didn't do any research, so I just kind of watched it cold and... This is the America that I know us to live in, unfortunately. But well, that's that's what makes you. So yeah, that's what frustrates you about it because it's it's still happening. Mm -hmm. That said, if you are arrested, don't talk to the police. Don't say nothing. Don't say anything. Ask for a lawyer. don't ASAP. say anything. Don't say one word. Just ask for a lawyer. I'm just gonna take the patience. They're gonna is. say a bunch of things. Just wait. Give me and ID. Ask for a lawyer. Don't not give me your stuff. Cooperate. Right. Keep your hands up. Right. Where they can see them. Yes. Speak slowly. Yes. But don't say anything to them. Just ask for a lawyer. That's it. Yeah. All right. What else? Okay. Which is Family Feud. Everybody, I put it on social media that I was auditioning. My family did get picked for Family Feud. Yay! I have been able to talk about it until right now. They're coming July 1st and July 2nd. And uh, when we auditioned, we went in with six, knowing that they would pick five. And uh, one of my pitches for the people at the company was, you guys should pick my family because you don't have to pay a ticket for me like that's enough that's money in your pocket i already live in la um they picked every family member but me 
So uh, my family's going to be on Family Feud. Uh, You'll be in the crowd with me. Cheering I'll on. be. Yeah, I actually got to talk about the days. You are the, the entertainer. How I, did you I, not make I, listen, the cut? I I know my my mom is very against it. She says some very negative things about her own family in defense of me. Um, TT's going to be here. She's on. Oh, we love TT. Yes, so she's going to be out here right, and well, her mother. If, if someone replaced you with TT, I'm okay with it. But I, I, not that not, sounds bad about the no, rest of your family. No, but it's fine. No, but, but it's you, fine. Wait, okay, wait. So they make you bring six people from the family, you audition, knowing that you're you can, only going to pick five. Well, you can come with five, but you got a better chance with six because, like, if you have a dud, they're like, okay, we have to. T-. You know what I mean? Just it betters your chances. I mean, family feud is designed to bring families together. Yeah, well, this last couple months, we've been talking behind the scenes a lot about who was going to get left out. <laughs> no one thought it was going to be me. No, it should and not be you. I'm very disappointed. Let me say this, and I want to say this. I subscribe to Everything Happens for a Reason, and I really didn't understand that I really do feel that way until this happened, because I've been pretty cool. And I, in retrospect, I should be pretty devastated. Um, yeah, it's it's not right. Yeah, I'm fine, it, it's, I'm an, fine. it's an atrocity. They didn't want it. They didn't want it. They knew if I met Steve, it was going to be a wrap. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They Maybe was that's like, a way of looking at yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like, you might get on there and outshine Steve. He's, like, he's too good. Yeah. Yeah, he's too good. Well, that's weak. John Hill has something. <laughs> Would they cut you in on the winnings? Yes. My family has said that all of it, they're, they're practicing back at home, getting together for family feud nights and stuff. And they said that I am in on the winnings, uh, which is nice that and is all nice. that good stuff like that. But I just want them to come here, kill you know, just do their thing. Are you going to go support? Are you going to go watch? I, I am going to go support. i got to talk about because the days are like the first and the second. got to be there like nine and stay. we got to work out the podcast schedule because I think it is important to to, to go support my family. And uh, we got to get to this money. But they did, they, they, they did not they did not choose my big happy ass. That's I'm very disappointed. That's really <laughs> what it is. I see you, Steve. Yeah. It's dinner time. Mm. You've had a long day. Your stomach is rumbling and you can't decide what you're going to eat tonight. This Ooh. happens all too frequently. With DoorDash, you don't need to get up from the couch to order a great meal. DoorDash connects you to all of your favorite restaurants in your city. Ordering is easy. Just use the DoorDash app and choose what you want to eat and your Dash will bring it right to you wherever you are. Not only is that burger place that you love on DoorDash already, but over 310,000 other amazing what? restaurants are too. That's a lot of mm-hmm. restaurants. DoorDash connects you with door-to-door delivery in over 3,300 cities and in all 50 states across the United States and Canada. Order from your local go-tos or choose from your favorite chains like Chipotle, Wendy's, Chick-fil-A, mm. and the Cheesecake Factory. So don't worry about dinner. Let dinner come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code JOY. That's $5 off your first order when you download the DoorDash app from the App Store and enter promo code JOY. Again, that's promo code JOY for $5 off your first order from DoorDash. All right, CJ McCollum is joining us. Thank you so hey. much for coming on the pod. We appreciate it. No problem at all. Thanks for having me. Uh, we've had your partner, Jordan Schultz, from the Pull Up Podcast on before. Right. Jordan is family, obviously, mm-hmm. um, and so are you. Uh, good friends you are with my fiance, Earl Watson, uh, who you know, we'll obviously mention because he set this up. Of course. Shouts out to Earl. Shouts out to the Godfather. Yeah, of course. Um, but thank you for joining us. Uh, I got to say, we, we love the Blazers. Uh, all through the playoffs, you guys were so much fun to watch. We were really happy with your your success throughout the playoffs. Um, I mean, what was what was this year's experience like? Because I feel like this was the year really where you guys you really burst onto uh, onto another level. And obviously, you had that incredible game. Um, but what was what was just this playoff run like for you? It was a lot of fun. I think just, first of all, shout out to my guy, Ray Watson. You know, that's my guy, uh, my OG. 
and uh, I do anything for her. But it started off, you know, honestly, what I was thinking about last year's sweep against the Pelicans. So being able to kind of redeem ourselves coming into the season, we had our, you know, sights kind of focused on the playoffs, you know, in October when we were playing the Lakers at home. We're kind of thinking about how we prepare for the playoffs mentally and physically, you know, making sure got the right mentality each night each game understand how important it is for us going into the playoffs and then once it got here and we end up getting matched up with the uh, thunder we just you know our previous experiences had kind of prepared us for for anything you know we'd already seen the worst getting swept you know being mentioned in trades and, and kind of going through that which was like a every summer thing for some of us especially when you know you got the ringer you know trying to get me traded for kevin love every year now i think it's uh another <laughs> small forward they try to get me traded for but you go through that stuff and then you just you, you get closer to your teammates you have a better appreciation of everyone around you and you either you know kind of separate or rally together we're the type of team to rally together and obviously you know game we end up you know going seven games with denver it was a tough you know tightly contested series but we never really wavered you know, because of what we had gone through. And obviously the season didn't end the way we wanted. We ended up getting swept against the Warriors and blow three consecutive double-digit leads in the third quarter, which still pisses me off, mm. you know, every night before I go to sleep. But you, you, you get over it and you figure out ways to kind of get better and grow. And, you know, I think it was a good learning experience for us and a good step in the right direction. And then you, you end with more humble pie to kind of prepare you for the next year. So... The Warriors right now have got pretty much everybody is injured, um, which is which is strange because Toronto really is not dealing with the same thing. And usually towards this part of the season, you, you've got this as a factor. I picked Toronto in seven uh, slash hope for Toronto in seven. <laughs> but uh, but I do think Kawhi is just playing incredible. Uh, however, this last game kind of saw the Warriors. They went on their, their third quarter run, as they mm-hmm. tend to do. So you have the experience right. against them in this particular playoff run what is it that you would do against them because they don't really get enough credit for their for their defense especially when they go on those runs what would you do or what would you add um offensively against the warriors um i think using your timeouts is huge honestly i know you want to save them most coaches want to save them um for situations that may occur down the stretch of the games you know having having those timeouts available when you need them but when they go on those runs I think being able to use those timeouts is important because sometimes your team just misses shots and we went through spells where we just had empty possessions obviously they they feast off turnovers and I think they did that against the Raptors um, in that game but you need to be able to stop the run or stop the bleeding and with Steph with Clay uh, Boogie's back now. You got all of those different weapons out there, and even Quinn Cook hits three threes in a row in the quarter. You got to be able to stop the bleeding somehow and call a timeout, and then hope for the best. Honestly, um, if you don't score during those runs, it hurts. But if you can't get stops, that's when the, the game kind of shifts. And they did it to us. I watched it again last night um, uh, with the, or two nights. I don't know last two nights ago with the Raptors, and it's just continued that way. And hopefully they can rebound. But you said you could hope for it in seven. I said Warriors in six, regardless of KD comes back before the series started. Whether he comes back or not, I just think that the winner of game two was going to win the series, and I felt like the Warriors were going to win, and they did. Does the timeout stop the momentum as well? Because that's what I've been saying about the Warriors is once they get going, it's like trying to stop a boulder downhill. Yeah. It's tough, man. The, the timeout just kind of gives you a chance to, re- to recuperate. And when you're right. at home, there's no standing ovation, so it's just quiet. Right, <laughs> you, know right. I mean? you call the timeout, you walk back to the bench, it's quiet. When you're on the road and you timeout, they give the, they give you a little roar. You know, it gets louder. I think 
kind of feeds off of it. But it's hard. You just have to be able to get a shot every time. I think that's the biggest thing. Get a shot every time when you live with the results. Hope for the best. It's a make miss league. And when you miss, they usually capitalize. But if you turn the ball over and they can get out, you can get dunks. Clay can get catch and shoot threes in transition. Uh, role guys are getting involved because it's a fast paced game and Draymond's finding them. I think that makes it more difficult. But the Raptors, I think they'll be all right. They'll compete. They'll, they'll keep it close. But I just think that the Warriors experience and being able to have you know, kind of steal home court. And now they protect home court again. The series is over. So Kawhi has been, I don't even want to say Kawhi, that Kawhi has been incredible. Kawhi has been what Kawhi is. Like, mm. I feel like everyone forgot right. how good Kawhi is because he had that injury and everything that went, they went through with the Spurs. And he kind of looked like the villain in that regard. And that's why I like Toronto all year because they were a perennial playoff team and they added Kawhi Leonard. And if Kawhi Leonard is going to play, he's going to be amazing. But what do you think of what Kawhi has done with the Raptors this year? And do you think that uh, do you think that he stays in Toronto? Uh, I'll start with the first part. I think, like you said before, Kawhi's been Kawhi, but this is uh, what have you done for me lately type of league. Right. So mm-hmm. when you get hurt or you're not playing the playoffs long, people kind of forget about you out of sight out of mind and I think that when he got hurt and didn't play last season people forgot that you know he's a finals MVP type player who's gotten better offensively every year and before he got knocked out of that um Warrior series before Zaza Zaza hemp in that series and mm. took him out he was in position to essentially beat the Warriors I think they win that series if he doesn't get hurt honestly but I think looking at what he's been able to do how he's matured um doesn't talk still he just gets buckets he has like you know, funny jokes post game that he doesn't mean to make funny, but they're just funny because it's his personality. <laughs> Teammates seem to love him. Uh, he's virtually unstoppable. He has what we call in his game, you know, and he scores what 36 on 16 for 16 from the mm-hmm. line. Still hasn't really shot well against the Warriors, but he's still killing 28 points a game or whatever. But I think he's always been and now become a great player. And the fact that he's doing it on this stage consistently based on the run he made with his team shows everyone else like how good he truly is and it's kind of like life coming full circle and I see him kind of be an elite player all over again and then in terms of him staying or leaving uh, I hear the rumors that he might sign a short term deal but um, I think if he's somehow able to come back and win this series he stays Uh, otherwise I think he leaves and I don't think he's going to come back so I imagine he leaves or or signs a short term deal like he's like like his uncle or somebody is rumored to have said he will. But to me, it doesn't make sense. You're loved in Toronto. Um, I would stay. I'm signing a five-year deal. Cash out. I'm doing my life. Take the free condo they're offering them. They eat for free and everywhere you're going to see. And then if you like L.A., you go to your little house or not a little house, the big house you built in California in the summertime. Yeah, I agree. I, I think you should say I've come around to that. So there's another, there's another kind of wave that's happening right now. And, uh, and I feel it, but I also need a solution for it where teams are reportedly moving away from calling, uh, using the term owners, mm-hmm. um, which, which I'm for, which I'm for. I don't like the term uh, board of governors, just as being someone in the media and you know as well, you have a podcast that doesn't really roll off the tongue as well. Right. So, you know, we need another solution. I'm okay with team owners because I feel like that is more direct and has less of a, a negative connotation. But what are your thoughts on that on that wave? I think it's interesting. Um, I mean, it is what it is. Technically, they own the team. I get why people would be sensitive to it because there are some 
racial similarities to what they're referring to, not in the, the term ownership, but the way the NBA is ran. You look at mm. the combine. You know, we're getting our body fat done. We're lifting. We're running. It's. I get how you can you know see some of those comparisons, but it's completely different. Obviously, we're getting paid millions and some people hundreds of millions of dollars and just no forced labor and we've kind of agreed this via contract so it's uh, i seen somebody look a lot of people looked up different words um, that basically mean owner like what is it esquire or something Esqu- game of thrones word <laughs> <laughs> esquire is uh yeah that sounds a little i think it's squire is what Squire, yeah. I, I said Esquire, like the magazine. Yeah, Squire. <laughs> I mean, there's no way around it. They own the team. So right, like, right. if they want to preface it with team owner or whatever, they, I mean, they own the team. We're basically a bunch of checkers and chess pieces that they utilize, and we get paid well to be utilized, and then our time of service is up, and we move on and live a great life. So I don't care what they call us or what they call the teams. Um, as long as I'm treated fairly, which I am, as long as I'm paid fairly, which I feel like I am, and uh, I'm treated with respect, I don't really care what they call us. So I wanted to ask you about this. Uh, Earl and I were talking last night. Earl did the Pangos All-American Camp over the weekend, and uh, we were talking about you coming on the podcast today, and he, sh- he showed me a picture of you. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh oh. <laughs> which which I was I was very shocked by, and I also showed Brandon here the picture mm-hmm. before you came on. Um, yeah. But you know, I'm sure you have some stories. So you were not oh, the same size that you are now in high school. No, not close. And I always tell my fiance that I, all the girls were taller than me. Early on in life, I mean. It, Five to 108 pounds my freshman year. You were the same size as me. How is that possible? Ooh. Yeah. But I mean, like, it's okay for you to be like that. But like, me, <laughs> it's like trying to be a professional athlete. Oh, Five man. to 108 pounds, like, tiny, skinny, but my head was a little big. Like, my limbs was long, but I was still, you know, it was a... It wouldn't look that bad if, if everybody on the team wasn't so big. Like, y'all had some big guys on the squad. You know what I mean? Right. And in that picture, Costa's behind me. My homie Costa, who is seven foot. He was 6'11 in that picture. So it makes me look... <laughs> like uh, Calvin smaller. Cambridge? <laughs> yeah, it makes me look smaller than what I really was. But I was 5'7", 120 pounds in that picture with no scholarship offers. So, I mean, that's incredible. So what advice do you give kids then? I mean, Pango's All-American Camp, being, being there, I mean, these kids are, these kids are massive. It's, it's, it's jarring to see how just big and strong mm-hmm. and athletic they are. But like you said, you had no scholarship offers. Now you have an incredible right. career. I mean, what advice do you give kids or would you give kids who are in a position like you were, who are trying to be a professional athlete, but they maybe have all this stacked against them and they're not getting invited to camps like Pango's? Yeah, I just, I would tell them, like, I always tell the kids at camp, you know, I believe in manifestation. You know, you can speak things into existence mm-hmm. and then you go get it. You know, whatever life you want to live, however you foresee your future evolving, work towards that every day and use whatever you can as motivation, whether that's not getting invited to camps, whether that's not having scholarship offers, whether that's your coach, you know, not playing you the minute you think you should be played, whether that's you getting cut from an AAU team. Um, the first time I tried out for the bronze AU team for King James, uh, tried out. Um, this is this is after I was five eleven at this point. I had average twenty five. 
Um, I went from six points per game to 25 my junior year. Damn. And I tried out for his team. And my mom didn't tell me until after I got a division, after I committed to Lehigh. My coach, who I'm good friends with now, even to this day, told my mom the first time he seen me play that I was a Division two player at best. And my mom has been brutal, you know, in terms of, of honesty throughout my life. But she held that back. She never told me. But, you know, she would criticize me after poor performance, make me go shoot free throws, tell me my left hand knee is weak, I would work on this or that, or... Even now to this day, my second year in the league or third year in the league, she said, you told me to quit my job. If you're going to play like that, I'm going to go back and start working. Like, so she's a really honest person. <laughs> but she kept that from me until I committed to Lehigh. And I said, why didn't you tell me? She said, no, I didn't want to discourage you um, towards your goal. I said, well, you discouraged me a lot of my life with the other aspects. If you held this back from me, I could use some motivation. Right. But she said, no, I didn't, feel like, I didn't feel like that would have been positive for you to hear at, at that time. So she never told me. But long story short, I ended up getting some scholarship offers. And I told Coach, I said, I can't believe you disrespected me like that behind my back. How dare you? <laughs> now, it's clear you've been working at it. And that's why I love watching you as a player because we see you get better every year and see your team benefit from it as well. But we take podcasting seriously around here. How has your podcast <laughs> helped you on the basketball court? Oh, uh, man, that's a... That's a great I've never been asked that before. Um, <laughs> honestly, it gives me like a escape haven. You know mm. what I mean? Like I'm able to just talk. I can talk about my peers. I can talk about what's going on in the world. I can, I mean, it's my podcast. I'm talking about whatever I want. I always joke and say that, but like it's the truth. I can mention different wines I'm drinking and either people like it or they don't like it but I feel like it gives people a different side of me and it gives me an escape from my reality mm. and I live a great reality but sometimes you have to step outside of your day to day and have something that gives you joy brings you joy in podcasting it's fun for me I enjoy talking um, I enjoy telling stories and I enjoy just like giving people a different side of me while helping them you know, drink better wine at night hey. <laughs> well you have to send us uh, some recommendations I- I've turned Earl into a wino now um, I'll take responsibility for that, but he has very expensive tastes, so uh, you'll have to you'll have to give him some uh, recommendations. So before we let you go, you are from Canton, Ohio. We were talking about it a little bit before we uh, started the podcast. I'm from Pittsburgh, so you know it's Cleveland and Pittsburgh don't really get along. Canton's a little different, so I'll leave you outside of the Cleveland bubble unless you have some <laughs> unless you have some Cleveland loyalties. Do you? Now, my only loyalty is to the Cleveland Browns. Oh, so if you're, if you're a Steelers fan, then you know it is what it is. I, I respect that. I wanted to you're give you a your... fan of a team, but I just want to let you know that we take it over. No, <laughs> no. no. He, I want to give him his credit. You called. You said seven and nine. You weren't expecting for the Browns to tie with the Steelers since we were on the topic. But you called that seven and nine uh, when they picked up Baker. What's what? What the Steelers or what the Browns going to do this year? Honestly. I can't wait. I've been I've been waiting for this for 27 years. I'll be 28 in September. <laughs> I've been waiting for us to be a good team, like not just like a 500 team, but like Super Bowl contender. People think we can win the Super Bowl. I think that's uh, ambitious. I think we got to develop. We got some things we need to work on chemistry wise. Baker's going to settle in. We're going to get used to having OBJ spread the ball around, all that stuff. But I think it's going to take us two years. But I think this year we win, I'd say, nine to ten games. we got a tough schedule. So I, I'd say nine to ten games. Nine games would be, you know, a good year for us. I think ten games is more realistic in terms of us having a, a really good year and being on the cusp of, you know, potentially winning the Super Bowl. I think we'll be on the cusp, but I think we win it in the next three years. 
Oh, George. in the next three years. Okay. Sure. You gotta well, you gotta look, go win. I will all right, here's what I'll say. I, I, and I'm which, I'm a Ravens fan. Like I, I really like AFC North, but we gonna have, we we're gonna have our downtime for the next couple of years while we you know. We're not worried about the Ravens. No, I'm okay. We didn't need that. We didn't <laughs> need that. We didn't <laughs> need that. No one's worried about the Ravens. We worried about the Ravens. We worried about ourselves. We got a lot we gotta figure out. We're seeing ourselves, you know what I'm saying? We can't worry yes, about Yes, you do. Yes, you Although, do. y'all got a lot to worry about over there. You know, All right, well, look, I will say this. <laughs> I'm I'm very critical of the Steelers because I can be. Um, I didn't like what they did last year. I'm, I'm a player person. Obviously, my brother played and, you know, Earl. And I, I don't – I'm always pro-player. Like, I want players to make as much money as they can. I don't think they should ever take discounts. Um, I'm all for mobility, like, yeah, all, all of that. So I had no problem with what Antonio Brown did or Le'Veon Bell. I had a lot of problems with what Ben Roethlisberger did. So they, mm-hmm. they, they deserved everything that happened. And I'm a – I like Baker. Like, I've thought Baker should have started from the beginning. I don't feel like they put him in a good position last year with Hugh Jackson. Like, he should have been gone before Baker came in. So I'm I'm not going to say I'm rooting for the Browns because that's disrespectful. But I, I respect Browns fans because y'all know how to suffer. And I've had to watch the Dolphins my whole life. So I, I, I respect. Like, I'm with you. I respect it. But the, I don't know. I think three years is ambitious. I think it's more like five. I think ten games is ambitious. Yeah, that too. You said realistic you, ten games. You want to put some bread up? <laughs> I mean, I, I, don't know like, that. I don't like betting money. You talking about Trader Joe's loaves? But we, 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 we <laughs> might be able to figure out a wager. Whatever, whatever y'all want to no, do. Yeah, we, we might be, yeah, yeah, this be, is an AFC North. Individual. I can have one bet with you. I can have one bet with you. But I will say this. We're going to win more, more games than both of your respective franchises. What? I'm comfortable with saying oh. that. I'm comfortable right. with saying that. So you, you could, we can have two separate bets. We can wait for Vegas odds to come out oh. if you're more of a confident person when you have backing from the odds makers. Um, we, can, we just need him back I, I on when football that, season starts. I think that three years is ambitious. I think three years is very ambitious in the Super Bowl, but this is our window. O- OBJ's got four years left. Who knows if he's going to stay? Who knows if he's going to leave? Jarvis has three years left on his deal. Baker's going to get maxed out. He'll be there for a long time. We have a running back in place. We have a great D-line, but we can't pay everybody. So we have to really capitalize in this next this next three to four years because we're going to lose somebody. So that's why I say three years because I think we're in win-now mode, and I think the organization realizes we're going to lose some players and some pieces, so we have to capitalize on this roster. Maybe overspend early, understand that we're going to lose some players late. Okay, well, I, let's let's do this. Let's have you on again. Yeah, closer to the football season mm-hmm. when we've we've all kind of settled into our decisions for right. what's going to happen this year. Yeah. I mean, I still feel confident, but I also need to figure out an appropriate wager. So I know I'm. I'm, I'm you're crazy. You losing this? No, man. no. no. Like, I, I'm excited for given. I'm excited for week two of football season, and people see that CJ McCollum came on the podcast. <laughs> <and> he, <laughs> like, uh, we'll, we'll 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 sort something out. But I'm. I'm interested. If nothing else, the Browns are going to be super interesting this year. So you definitely yeah. got that AFC going North. for you. But uh, but I they... mean, okay. But before we switch topics, I'm going to cut you off. We won seven games last year. Do you guys think that we're not going to be two wins better than last season? <sighs> I mean, I don't. I think ten is a lot. You guys have a very tough schedule. So and I, you were dealing with some teams that were trying to figure it out as well, and also you had the pleasure of no film on Baker. So I listen, and I'm and I'm pulling, and this is the first time I ever had anything negative to say about the Browns because I really am pulling for Baker <laughs> and all that. But like when fans get around, I'm like, man, what you talking about? Okay, so listen, y'all gonna be all right, but like you should be happy about reaching where you got last year, honestly, <laughs> honestly. 
It should be good. It should be nice. I and mean, it was like a, a tremendous improvement. You hadn't won a game in like four actually, years. I can't wait to the season. <laughs> so, I, regardless of what happens, I'm gonna come up here and I'm gonna have the same face. I'm gonna have my same position held firmly. Yeah, pull up then. I believe. You you pull up, pull up in person. I believe. <laughs> Yes, we're gonna win nine. I'd say nine to ten games. I would right. be surprised if it was nine. I think nine is safe. I think ten is ambitious, but I think that we have the type of team to where we can get ten, especially think, at the crib. We're gonna be winning at the crib for sure. I think it's gonna be closer to eight, but yeah. we'll we'll we'll, we'll set it up <laughs> for sure. And make sure you check out the Pull Up Podcasts with CJ mm-hmm. and Jordan Schultz, uh, also mm-hmm. friends. Thank you so much for coming on with us today. Appreciate we really appreciate you. it. No problem at all. No problem at all. Yeah, thanks for having me. We'll have you on again soon. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks for joining us this week. Thank hey. you to LeVar Ball, mm-hmm. undefeated, never lost. Never lost. Uh, we other appreciate... than? Other than what? Pop and paper, rock, scissors. Uh, well, that's true. Yes. All right. Yes. So we have a little bonus footage. <laughs> yes. um, are we, do we have that in this? Do we, uh, no, I'm going to post it to, to, to. Okay. So to... we have bonus footage of. Uh, listen, Tease the thing about episode. it is, is that I have never lost a game of paper, rock, scissors in my life. It's never happened. Or rock, paper, scissors, or shampoo, or whatever I, y'all I call it. I don't know what other people call it, but right. the only name of it that I recognize is paper, rock, scissors, because that's what you call it. Yes, it is. Um, anyway, the point is, I've never lost a game <laughs> and uh, my entire life, and I know I can't lose because I can read your mind. And. <laughs> The ultimate test was to play LeVar Ball in Paper, Rock, Scissors. Who because, has, in fact, never lost. Right. Uh, Until, yeah, because he has never lost. I mean, he said Luke Wallen was not the right coach. He was correct. He said lost. Magic didn't have any power. He was correct. Never lost. He said Lonzo was going to be drafted to the Lakers. He was correct. Never lost. Ooh. He's undefeated, never lost. Except yeah. for Paper, Rock, Scissors. Uh, the streak continues. I can't help it. Hall of Fame the go it is what it is anyway follow us on social media at maybe i'm crazy pod subscribe on youtube at the yes. maybe i'm crazy podcast yes. brandon newman newman show yes. at 99 joy yes. taylor talks and yes. make sure you subscribe for brandon's updates yes um, you can subscribe to the podcast page on youtube it yes. pops up there yes uh brandon newsman please yes. please please stop doing that um no friday mornings it posts and brandon will update you on everything that happens for the week uh thanks for joining us and we'll catch you next week bye Maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm not. Ooh.